Last week, we concluded a six-week sermon series on decluttering. And as we begin this new church year with the season of Advent, waiting for God, we are asking ourselves, what was it that we are making room for, both in this season and in every season? As we explore this, we'll use scriptures from the prophet Isaiah, as well as images from the Advent hymn, People Look East, which we'll sing later in this service, that offers us images of Christ coming as love the guest, love the rose, love the star, love the Lord, love the bird. So as we prepare today to hear God's word read and proclaimed, let us pray. Jesus, you are the light of the world, the light of our lives, the light of our hearts. May your word shine a light onto our paths this day and this season, that you might lead us onward and ever closer to you. Amen. Hear this reading from Isaiah chapter 64, verses 1 through four. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence, as when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. And from the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 20, listen, I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come into you and eat with you, and you with me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So these last weeks during this sermon series on decluttering, many of you told me about decluttering projects you've been working on in your homes or maybe in the home of a loved one, but also of how you've been thinking about new ways of doing some spiritual and emotional decluttering. Well, whether or not you've given any thought to decluttering lately, the good news is it is never too late to make room for God. And Advent is the perfect time to do that. As we spend these weeks getting ready for God to do what we all long for God to do, break into our lives and in our world. So we begin with these words from the prophet who is crying out to God, Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. According to the Reverend Lewis Galloway, without this cry of distress and longing for God to act, Advent becomes little more than a sentimental celebration often played out with bathrobes, straw, paper, angel wings, a glittery star, crowns, and imagined sheep, donkey, and camels. Advent 
is anything but sentimental. This is a season to admit our grief and our despair in our lives and over the state of the world, even as we imagine and hope for what they could be. It is a time to acknowledge the reality of war, mass shootings, overflowing prisons, child abuse, the threat of climate change and authoritarian rulers, the trauma of refugees and people in poverty, to acknowledge all this even as we proclaim that it doesn't have to be this way. Against all the temptations that face us in this season, to dull our pain with twinkling lights and sweet treats and gifts we don't really need, Advent invites us to practice patience and make room to welcome Jesus, who is even now at the door of our hearts, knocking, the one the hymn calls Love the Guest. It might help to know that today's passage from Isaiah was written for a people in the midst of a profoundly disorienting season. After the Babylonian exile, the Israelites who had lived for decades as refugees had finally returned to Jerusalem. But when they got there, they discovered things were not as they had left them. Some of the people had not gone into exile, and the relationships between the two groups were strained. As they tried to sort out what was next, how to rebuild their city and their temple, and decide who should have political and religious authority. This is scripture for when nothing seems to make any sense, when the news keeps going from bad to worse, when the ceasefire ends and the hostages are not yet home, when the prognosis is not good, when the relationship won't heal when we discover that even though we're standing in a familiar place, nothing looks like we expected. So Isaiah begins with this invitation to God that is part lament, part demand. Tear open the heavens and come down to us. That phrase, tear open, is used to describe rending or tearing a garment a public action to viscerally express grief or remorse or lament. The people themselves are lamenting, but as they do, they ask God to do the same, to care about what is causing them grief and despair. They are begging God, as one commentator puts it, to rend God's own garment, to cross the space between heaven and earth, to rip open the cosmic barrier between realms and descend to be with people on earth, to bridge the chasm of hurt and silence. Isn't that what we want? Don't we long for God to come and make right all the things that seem so hopelessly broken? If we could have it this way, wouldn't it be great if God would come like a fairy godmother might arrive with a dramatic flair and a magic wand, 
with a flick of the wrist and a shower of glitter, restoring all things and all people to wholeness and peace. Well, fortunately, Advent is a time to prepare ourselves for the way God actually comes, which is not in a burst of fireworks and bearing a magic wand. God comes quietly, undercover, in darkness. God comes to us vulnerable and helpless. God stands on our doorstep, knocking gently, waiting patiently, asking us to make room in our hearts for love the guest. So years of watching pageants and setting up nativity scenes have most of us convinced that Jesus was born in a stable, like a barn, because the local hotel in Bethlehem was full. There were no more rooms in the inn. But the Middle East scholar Kenneth Bailey helps us to reimagine that scene. The Gospel of Luke says that when Mary was about nine months pregnant, she and Joseph traveled to Joseph's ancestral home of Bethlehem to be counted in a census. And while they were there, Mary went into labor and gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. But Bailey points out, homes in the Middle East at that time didn't have separate stables for the animals. They had one large room where the family would eat and sleep and live, adjacent to that room, but not divided from it, maybe a few steps down, would be a space where the animals would be brought in at night. This would warm up the house and also protect the animals from theft. The manger was typically not a standalone trough like we might imagine it, but a divot dug into the floor of the family room right next to that space for the animals so the animals could eat during the night. Most importantly, hospitality toward guests was and is so important in Middle Eastern culture that every family, no matter how poor, always kept a guest room ready, especially for travelers like Mary and Joseph, whose family originated from that town and therefore would have been considered kin. When we read that Mary and Joseph laid Jesus in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn, that Greek word translated as inn isn't the word for a commercial hotel, but rather for a guest area in a home. For all these reasons, Bailey says, it's much more likely that Joseph went to the home of a distant relative only to find that because of the census and all the people coming to Bethlehem, the guest room was already occupied. Bailey speculates that Mary and Joseph were given a place in the main family room for Mary to labor and deliver her child. And once born, the baby Jesus was laid to sleep in that manger built right into the floor. In a time when their home was filled to the brim, the guest room occupied, the animals crowding in at night, space was made for Jesus to be born, to be welcomed. Love the guest was received with compassion and care. 
This time of preparation is not just about making our homes beautiful and welcoming to friends and family. Advent is also a time to ask ourselves, how do we welcome God into our hearts? How do we welcome love the guest when Christ stands at the door and knocks? Eddie Hillesum was a young Jewish woman living in Amsterdam at the start of World War II. As she studied the Christian mystics, she became convinced that we find God not outside ourselves, but inside ourselves, where God dwells within us as love. She wrote, why is there a war? Because I and my neighbor and everyone else do not have enough love. Yet we could fight war by releasing each day the love that is shackled inside us and giving it a chance to live. All we can manage these days, and also all that really matters, is that we safeguard that little piece of you, God, inside ourselves. God is not out there or up there, distant and silent until a particular moment in time which happens to coincide with our celebration of Christmas. God is in here in every human heart. Christ is love, the guest, knocking at our heart's door. How do we protect this love when so many forces threaten to crowd it out? Well, those people who welcomed Mary and Joseph into their home show us how. If the guest room is filled, is taken or filled with clutter, Go ahead and make room right in the middle of the house. Love the guest has low expectations. Love the guest does not care if the floors have been cleaned or if the meal is perfect or if the Thanksgiving decorations have been swapped out for Christmas ones. Love the guest only asks us to show up to open the door, to be present to God who is here with us even now. Christ comes to us as love to hold our grief, our despair, our guilt, our fear, our hope, our longing. And love, the guest, is sitting at our table even now, ready to bless and break the bread, to pour out the cup and pass it around, to heal our wounds and stitch us together again. It is Advent, and even as we beg God to come again, God invites us to name whatever we are holding, our grief, our hope, knowing that when we do, we open the doors of our hearts only to discover that love, the guest, Christ, the Lord, has been right here all along. Amen.